another day in liberation challenge i'm so excited for another day that we have to spend together and you're doing so well i really celebrate you you know for just committing to your transformation to your liberation and for putting your all into it it's been such a delight doing this with you and i'm really 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 excited for what is coming today so today we have with us someone who is very dear to me. She's a very dear friend and sister, and she's someone that I have been blessed to know over the, the past couple of months. And I just cannot wait for us to get into this conversation today. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her before we um, get right into the conversation. Nikke Falagbade is a marriage minister, and she has been sent to the family sphere to cause a revolution and revival of God's presence in homes today. She is a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. She's a results coach and associate of family systems engineering, a certified emotional intelligence and anger management coach, and in addition to these designations, she's a scene-based facilitator and she helps singles and, uh, and married people prepare before and after they get married. She is currently a relationship contributor on Bella Niger with the Rubies. She leads Africa. She was listed among the 2019 edition of the most 100 inspiring young people in Africa. In 2015, she was recognized as the best sexuality advocate. And in 2014, her blog became in third in ranking in Nigeria, her relationship blog, that is. Nike mentors single men and women in getting it right in their relationships. And she prepares them, equips them for marriage. She is the founder of Love and Life Hub platform, which equips singles with the right knowledge on love, dating, and purpose. So you can find more details on loveandlifehub.com and of course her, her website as well. Um, Nikki, am I right? Is it nikkeforlagbadi.com? Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Through her unaddicted center, she helps men and women recover from sexual addictions using a holistic approach of the body, soul, spirit dimension in being set free by the wisdom, healing, and delivering power of God. Wow, so amazing. It is such an honor to have you in here. Thank you so much for joining us, Nikke. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Thank you so much. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy. So good to be here. Mm -hmm. So good to have you. So good to have you. All right. So today we want to talk about um, stepping into freedom from negative relationship patterns and failed um, cycles, failed relationship cycles and, you know, just negative patterns in general. And over the past couple of days, we've been looking at emotional wholeness, emotional healing. And I feel like this is such an important topic to cover, even though I know that we can't cover everything in the few minutes that we have. You know, we can we can touch on it as extensively as time will permit us. Um, I, I know for certain that this is something that a lot of people struggle with and it's something that puzzles a lot of people. And I know that I personally have experience with this because when I was, I always say that when I was single, I was never really single. Like I was always in one relationship or the other. I was always, you know, 
I was always just going round in circles, just going around in circles. I, so I experienced this very embarrassing and frustrating cycle of broken relationships. And it just left me wondering why my own case was different, you know. And even though I was a child of God and I, I sort of I knew who mm -hmm. I was in Christ and all that, it, it just it, it just had it just made things look bad for me. Like people would just be there in one corner saying, why, is, why are her relationships always failing? Like people almost made me feel like there was something, there was something more to it, you know, like, ha, this guy, better go and get yourself checked, you know, and all that. But I, I know that there are, you know, just various reasons and various scenarios, like the broad range of reasons why people can be experiencing, you know, this negative patterns and cycles. There are actually a broad range of reasons. And I know, you know, because by the time the Lord brought me out and then began to, uh, by the time he began to school me, you know, and, and show me the causes of the cycle that I was experiencing, everything made perfect sense, you know, and then he liberated me and bam, once I caught the revelation, that was it for me, you know, so that I always say that truth and liberty, they are Siamese twins, like you cannot separate them, you cannot, you cannot step into liberation without encountering truth or be, without, you know, becoming one and becoming aligned with the truth that can mm. set right so that was it for me it was the the you know the the encounter with truth and light that really um set me free and i don't want to jump the gun by prematurely talk, taking us on my own journey especially if you haven't read my book on change um because i really want nika to approach this from her own experience as a coach as a minister you know, and then as we go on, we can begin to draw the parallels and I can begin to share some of my own experiences with you. And we can see how, you know, how it is similar or even different from your own experience. And then we can really, really um, just be set on the path to freedom. So thank you again, Nikke, for joining us. And I, I think the first thing that I want to ask you in this conversation is, um, at what point, because for a lot of people, they might not even know that they are in a, in a cycle. And there was a chapter in my book in Unchained, that there was a, it, it had a subtitle. The subtitle was, girl, you are in a cycle. Because for so long I had been in a cycle and I didn't know it. I did not observe that there was a pattern running in my life. I, like, I don't even know how I was blind to it because it was very glaring. And I feel like so many people can, it is so possible for you to have a negative pattern running in your life and you are just totally oblivious to it. It's like, you don't know, you're not aware, you know? So at what point can we say that there is a negative pattern running in a person's life? Are there telltale signs? How does a person know? How can someone know there's a negative pattern. There's a repetitive cycle in this place in my life. How can someone know? All right. Thank you so much for such an opportunity to be with you. Um, so I think that before we even start to talk about what are the signs and all of that, I think we need to define what a pattern is. Great. So uh, my own definition of a pattern is it is when a series of thoughts, action, mm -hmm. or behavior is consistent over time. And, you know, when you, when you're waking up every day by 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. or 2 a.m. Yeah. And it's happening like three, four, five days. You then know that there's a pattern here. You're waking mm -hmm. up at the same time. So when you're having the same kinds of thoughts every yeah. single time, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, nobody mm -hmm. likes me. Oh, this is, you know that this is becoming consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you discover that anytime you have money, you're quick to want to eat junks 
and it's mm -hmm. always happening that way. You are not able to budget, no savings, nothing. You're able mm -hmm. to sit to yourself and say, oh, there's a pattern here. So mm -hmm. a pattern is definitely when something is happening every single time in a particular mm -hmm. way with mm -hmm. the same level of how to come and all of that. And I think when I started to define this in yeah. you know, while I was writing it down, the, the person that came to mind immediately mm -hmm. was Jacob. And that's because Jacob had been a deceiver from birth. Yes. And he, you know, he took the whole, he took the legs of um, Esau when he was about to be born. You mm -hmm. know, that was where it all started from. He took the yeah. blessings of Esau also. And you see how when he started to serve with Laban, yeah. he was first he met with, you know, being deceived. They deceived yeah. him into marrying Leah. Mm -hmm. And then later he got Rachel. And yeah. then, you know, when, when it was time for um, the man, to, when he said, oh, I wanted to leave, you know, I want to go. And the man said, okay, let's, let's, uh, let me give you these kinds of cattles and all of that. And any cattle is speckled and all of that. Yeah. See how the man intended mm -hmm. to also deceive him. So yeah. that, you know, so what that shows to me is that who you are on the inside, the kind of thoughts that you have, the kinds of person that you are, is what you also attract. Mm. So Jacob was a deceiver, but he was also attracting deception yes. in his life. And yes. it was something he had to sit down and say, mm. this is a pattern and we need to break it. And I know we're going to talk about that later, but I just yes. wanted to start by defining. So um, what are the signs that makes you know that this is a pattern? Every time you, you discover that you're, you're achieving the same results, mm. you are having the same outcome, you're experiencing the same manifestation, you're having the mm -hmm. same thought pattern, you mm. know that this is a pattern. And at that point, it is time for you to step back and do an evaluation of your life. So I think that's the best way to define what a pattern is. Wow, that is so good. Thank you so much. So just sort of bring it home a little more. Um, the relationship closely. aspect. Yes, exactly. Okay. When can someone say that, when can we say that someone is experiencing a pattern in their relationship, okay. like a negative pattern? Is it when stuff has happened like two times or three times or four times? You know, just in your own opinion, how can a person establish that, okay, there's there's a negative pattern here? Yeah, so whenever you discover that you're dating the same kinds of persons, mm -hmm. um, you are, your, your relationships are breaking the same way. Things yeah. like uh, maybe all of, so let's assume you meet this guy, everything is going so well. And um, so let me confirm, this program is just for females or is it male and female? It's not a female, but I'm pretty certain that we would have 99 More females. Okay. <laughs> you know okay, how so, Yeah, I guess. So if you notice that your relationships are ending the same way, yeah. your relationships are starting the same way, mm -hmm. your relationships are mm -hmm. going in the same pattern. Yes. Like, so pattern means, oh, you know, you just meet this person, you guys have sex, have fun, go out, go to cinema, in three months it's over. Another person come, the same thing, it's over. Um, people are walking away from you at major times in your relationships. Maybe when you're about to have your introduction or when you're about to get married, uh, you know, things like that. These are patterns. When you sit back and you look at the fact that there, there are strings of about six to five or seven relationships ending the same way, where the girl comes and starts saying things like, I don't know what's happening in my life, 
like all the guys just keep going anytime i tell them okay let's go see my parents or maybe we want to plan for introduction or when things just get serious they just walk away and tell me they don't tell me anything some just tell me oh i don't think i'm good for you and you know that's when you really begin to sit down and ask yourself what's really happening or you're dating guys who are always collecting your money so those are signs that you start to look out for it could be anything whether you're a guy and you just feel like all the girls you are dating are all about your money or there are girls who lack vision they are very clueless in their life and you know that there is a pattern here yes wow i love it I love it so much. That is so good and that is so true. It is so relatable. You know, I always say that you need to pay attention, you know, when you're about to enter a relationship. Pay attention. You have to become a keen observer, you know, even of your emotions, your state of mind, your state of being, as a way you're entering into a new relationship. You know, what what is usually the state of your state of mind when you're going in? How what is the state of your mind when you are in that relationship? What is the state of your mind when you are out of that relationship? You can easily see most times that there is a pattern, you know, even in your emotions and just in the way and manner in which everything just, you know, sort of comes together. So what you have said is so instructive. And I hope that someone is taking notes and someone is beginning to actually pay attention because you have to pay attention, right? Okay. You know, I just remembered something. I just remembered an example of a pattern that we sometimes overlook. Um, another pattern in a relationship is when you notice that every time you are always, so maybe someone breaks your heart now, you always get a backup that you will use to recover and then you date that person. And then when that one wants to end also, you would have gotten a backup. Like you are never alone for a period of time. You are always having a friend or a good person or one guy that just comes and just helps you and strengthens you to come out of that one and then you know it keeps ending but you always have a backup then that's also a pattern that you're scared of being alone you don't know how to handle uh, a, a season where you're just alone on your own to process the pain that you've gone through and all of that yeah that's also another pattern Exactly. And that was my own pattern. That was the specific pattern that I had in my in, in my life. I always had to have someone to hang on to, to live a, a certain relationship. And it just went on and on and on like that, you know. So as long as I was on hold, as long as I was not healed, as long as I had not found my rest and security and sense of, sense of worth outside of relationships, I was bound to, to just be... In, in a perpetual cycle <laughs> so that that's that's actually so valid and so important okay so um now that we have established what a pattern is and we know how you know to identify at least to a large extent when a pattern is running a person's life i want to go further and say you know what are some of the reasons why people experience uh and you've touched on one which is not being whole, right? What are some of the reasons why people keep experiencing this pattern of failed relationships? You know, so we've touched on one, not, you know, your inability to, to just be fully satisfied and content with your single season, which is symptomatic of deep-seated um, trouble, if I may put it that way, but what are some other reasons why people experience failed relationships in your experience? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about five. Let's talk about yes. five reasons. Thank you. The, the first 
the first thing is a lack of a clear identity and this is talking about who you are and um you know using myself as an example i started to date at the age of 14 and the reason why i started to date at the age of 14 was because i felt unloved and rejected from home you know i began to misinterpret the um criticism and the chastisement of my parents my mom the fact that they were correcting me they wanted me to be perfect they they had expectations of me and so i started to withdraw from them and feel like oh i don't belong to this family and so the moment i started to feel that way i started to have this imaginary conversation with myself alone in the room like i'm talking to god and just asking him why did you bring me to this family i want to kill myself i want to faint i want to do this and you know at some point i got tired of doing that i tried to stab myself one time it didn't work i tried to faint nobody came to check me so i i just knew that um that was not sustainable and so the moment i met this guy who who you know i didn't want to date him because i felt i was too young but when he said to tell me things like oh why are you acting like a baby uh your mates are already dating blah 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 and so I just felt like, well, maybe I should try my best. And, you know, all through the whole relationship, it was just me giving, you know, this was a parasite. It was just, he could not even have a proper conversation, could not call me, could not do anything. It was just flat out boring. And, you know, from there, I met another person who was a backup for him. You know, I was then able to break up with that person. And, you know, I was just happy that I had this person I could speak to every time. We would do MTN, um, call out, this what they call this um, call, this from 12.30 to 4.30 a.m. I used to have that. Yeah, we, I used to have that a lot. And, you know, the whole idea was I was trying to find love. Yeah. I was trying to find my worthiness. I, I didn't see any value in myself. And I felt that the fact that I was um, loved by a, another young boy who is also broken, uh, maybe, maybe it's just a sign that I'm loved and that I'm relevant and all of that. So I think that's the first thing, who you are. Uh, when, you're, when you don't have a clear um, um, identity, when you're not sure of who you are, then you settle for less, you settle for anything, you are afraid of being alone and all of that. The second reason is a lack of a clear desire. And this is talking about what you want. So there's a difference between who you are and what you want. So what you want is, okay, you want love, right? Then the best person to find love when you're really broken is from God, but you're not aware. So you think that what you want is a new phone, a vacation, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a sex, and all of all those things. And so you go for anybody that comes who tells you you're beautiful, who tells you you look good, who tells you I'll buy you things. I just, I just, let's just say how it goes. Let's just talk. Or sometimes, you know, in, in saying what you want, sometimes the fact that you're having a conversation with someone every single day and the person is tampering with your emotions and your feelings, interrupting the way you feel, you then begin to think that what you want is the few good um, hormones that you know has been released what you really want is beyond that what you want is a life of future vision and all but that temporary feeling you have when you're speaking to this person over time then begins to build up and somehow you just deceive yourself into thinking this is what i want so when you don't know what you want when you're not clear about it you then settle for whoever comes who fits the criteria that you think that you want the third reason is a lack of a clear why 
Why do you want that relationship? Why are you dating the people that you're dating? Why are you choosing the people that you're choosing? What are the criteria? Every time I ask singles, like, so why are you dating this person? Why do you want to date this person? I just keep hearing things like, well, it's very good to me. You know, it makes me laugh. It makes me, he's a, he's a kind guy. He's a beautiful lady. You know, we talk well and we, we have this great rapport. You know, I just keep hearing things that are really just very fickle, things that are very temporary, things that could change, things you can get from anybody, you know. And I just feel like people are not really sure of um, why they are going into a relationship. We just keep hearing things like, well, because it's, it's time, my, my mates are doing it. Um, I can't be alone. I need someone to support me. So when you're not clear of your reason for dating, it then makes you to start to just build unnecessary relationships. So for instance, when you get into university, you know, you feel like you have to um, date, you know, at that time. So you find yourself dating. Even when you are out of school, where you're mature, you're 25, you're 26. The truth is there are some relationships you should not even bother, you know, starting. When I look back now, in my mind, I'm thinking, why did I even date that particular guy? Like, what was I thinking? You know, because... I, I, I wasn't really sure why I wanted. I just felt like, well, it's a relationship. Let's just see how it goes and all of that. So you need to have a very clear why. The, the fourth reason is lack of a clear vision. What can the both of you achieve together? Um, if, you, if you're someone who has built intimacy with God and you're beginning to have a rhythm of where God is taking you to, like I said, reading, not necessarily a clear picture, but you have this little pebbles and understanding that, okay, God seems to want to use me in the area of creativity or music or transformation. Then you know that whoever you want to be with has to be someone that aligns with these things. And, you know, because now we're speaking to mature singles, you know, uh, you're not, you're probably, you're not a teenager, though I know you may have some teenagers listening, but we are talking about mature people now. Yeah. You know, you need to get to that point where you're not dating for the sake of fun. There are many women who got married and the person that they got married to, you know, the moment they started to discover themselves and say, okay, now I figured what God wants me to do. You start hearing the man say things like, no, you can't do those things. So just go do this, go do that. And then it becomes a struggle of uh, making him understand, praying for him to understand, talking and expressing and all of that, which would also waste the time you should have used in launching out in what God has called you to do. You know, you are, you are getting married to someone who, so let me give an example. There was this lady who was dated. She was dating this guy. They went out on a date one day. And this guy got into a conversation with her, like, oh, let's even talk about our future. What do you see yourself doing? And the girl said, oh, I want to be an actress. And the guy is like, actress? Like, you're going to be kissing other men on the screen? That was his own focus. You know, he was so, um, that was his own understanding of what females would be doing. And she yeah. said, oh, well, if, if our role, if our role needs her, she needs to do that for a particular role. She, she doesn't mind doing it. And the guy is like, no, you cannot be an actress in my own house. So you can't go and be kissing another man and all of that. And, you know, from that moment, she walked away. She just told the guy, I'm so sorry. I like you. I love you. But I cannot allow you to tamper with my dreams. We're still dating now. You're already telling me this. So there's no point. Let's just do this. And, you know, because she had that clear understanding, she has already saved herself 
the stress of trying to convince this guy that is good enough for her and all of that. So you need to, first of all, discover your purpose and then be sure that this person is in alignment with where you are. It doesn't mean that the person must be like you, like uh, maybe you're a coach, the person must be a coach. No, there are different expressions that could still meet in the middle. Yes. You get what I'm saying? And the last reason I wanted to give is lack of system how it works how it works is how the relationship itself works you know there are people that are in relationships today and things are just very dry things are boring you start hearing things like we don't communicate we don't have things to talk about when we talk for 10 minutes we're tired and to you you just think it's normal you just feel like well we're going to have things to talk about when we get married or you are in a relationship and the guy abuses you the guy or the lady is so materialistic. You're not concerned. You're just saying, well, we'll figure things out. You know, all this um, not talking about things, uh, postponing when you talk about it, not setting boundaries, not understanding your values. All of these things are under systems and structure, right? So you need to have an understanding of how relationship works. You need to read books. You need to learn from mentors. So in, in a nutshell, lack of clear identity makes you date anybody that comes makes yeah. you date for the wrong reason lack of a clear desire you don't you don't know what you want so you just fall for anything you see uh, lack of a clear why you're dating for wrong reasons lack of vision you both of you you don't align but you're there dating lack yeah. of proper system you don't know how a relationship works and you're not learning so these are things that can actually make you to continue to repeat a pattern of um dating the wrong person and all of that and i need to say that under this number one where we have lack of a clear identity that's where your spiritual intimacy with god comes yes. your purpose with god comes that's where emotional healing comes so because i know that this podcast is supposed to have a lengthen a timing range and all i do not want to start breaking all of this but identity is a very strong word yes. that can be broken down into you know intimacy with god your purpose in life your emotional healing because yes. the old cycle of rejection mm -hmm. continues to make you to make bad decisions right and when you have a clear relationship with god you're even able to ask the father what do you think about this person do you think i should go on or not but when you lack this then you're not able to even have that conversation with god so that's just like a summary of some of the reasons why you keep falling into the wrong um, relationship wow Wow, this one is a whole, you've legit given us a whole, a whole book. <laughs> this, this, this has been so good. Like, and I'm, I, I feel like as people listen to this, they will actually begin to see where, where they're making mistakes. They'll begin to see, you know, they begin to get light bulb moments and say, aha, this is where I am. This is the category where I fall into. This is what has been going on in my life. This is what has been responsible for the patterns and the cycles in my life. This is light. This is such light. And guys, if you're listening, I, I hope that you're going to sit with this and listen to, you know, to, to not just this whole podcast, but even just this one question that we have tackled. It is loaded with so much, so much insight. Like you need to unwrap it and you need to sit with yourself and sit with, with your journal and call a meeting with yourself. Mm -hmm. 
right? <laughs> and mm. organize, yes, organize a meeting, organize a seminar, a workshop with yourself and really dig into this thing so that you can situate yourself and, and just, you know, step into that place where you, 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 you know, you are just set up for liberation. This is so good, Nikki, and I'm so grateful that you have shared that. And I, I look forward to how even in the learning and accountability group, how we're going to unwrap this, you know, these points that you have given us and just have everyone um, really, really go in and go deep so that we can juice everything. So, so, so powerful. Thank you. Um, so the next thing I want to ask you now is you've given us five reasons why um, people experience failed relationship cycles. Now, I want to ask, is it possible for a failed relationship cycle to um, be as a result of spiritual problems? Because this is something that we hear often, especially in this part of the world, um, where you see someone who is godly, you know, everything on the outside seems to be okay. She's beautiful. She's good mannered, well behaved, great nature. You know, everything on the outside seems to suggest that she's, she's perfect, right? Like people will look at her and be like, ah, and this girl is such a good girl. Eh? I don't know why she's this age and she's not yet married. I don't understand, you know, so... Um, and the next thing people say is, oh yeah, it's probably spiritual, you know, there's probably some something buried in the village, you know, something going on, you know. So in your own experience as well, are there situations like this for real where forget you're on point when it comes to the all the other five, five, um, five reasons that you have given us. However, there's just something, you know, there's this there's a siege in the realm of the spirit over your marital destiny. Mm. Yeah, I love this question. Yeah. I love it because um, this was a very defining part of my life. This, this um, spiritual hunger is one of the things that, I, that the Lord started to reveal to me uh, at some point that really, really built in me a level of compassion towards people. Um, you know, I was saying, so let me, let me just explain this at first. So yeah, for the physical reasons, the psychological reasons, and all of all those things, the number, the number two questions clears all of that, those five things, if you can wrap it and all of that. And even if there are spiritual reasons, definitely um, deliverance is really about changing your mind and activating the truth. So you still need those points. But let me give you some examples of spiritual um, reasons. The first thing is, there's something I call the spirit of rejection. Um, the spirit of rejection is beyond just, oh, I was rejected. It's, a, it's an operation of the enemy where a person who got rejected from a young age continues to live a life of desolation that has been <clears throat> orchestrated from a very young age. Um, let me put it this way. You know, when, I was, when we're about to start this recording, I told you that I saw a vision of a beast and which will represent the enemy. And, you know, the Lord was saying that um, the enemy is waging over the souls of people. And, you know, in this liberation challenge, he wants to set people free. And I think I should just release that word this moment and just pray this moment that for everyone who is listening right now, you know, by the unction of the anointing and praying and then declaring that everyone who is under the bondage of the enemy, anyone who is under the torment and the affliction of the enemy, this moment will break it right now in the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible says that when there is anointing, it says that with the 
presence of the anointing, the, the yoke is broken. I pray that right now, every yoke of delay, every yoke of stagnancy, every yoke of time wasting and players, you know, just you merry-go-rounding in the wrong relationships. I pray that the power of God will break heavy of those evil patterns right now in the name of Jesus. And we know that, you know, when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. And so we declare that the truth of the word of God that says that, you know, he himself has borne all our iniquities and, you know, he, he was hanged on the cross and by his stripes we are healed. And that stripes, you know, it's not just about physical sickness. It's also about emotional healing. I pray this moment that as many that need to experience the healing of God, the wholeness that God truly gives, I pray that it becomes your portion right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that the river of life begins to wash over your mind and your heart, you know, cleansing your heart, cleansing the hardness, replacing it with you know, the heart of flesh that you are more responsive to the, the word of God, the love of the father, the love of the father becomes real to you in the name of Jesus. And we break cycles of generational pain. We'll break cycles of rejection and desolations in the mighty name of Jesus. And we'll pray that as many who are having coverings and bills that, you know, the people who should find you are not finding you. It is time wasters that are finding you. We'll pray that this moment will break every yoke of such experiences in the name of Jesus. We'll pray that the Lord causes for the restoration in your life. All the years that has been wasted, we'll pray that the Lord, you know, restores you. You will find your partner. Things will happen speedily and it will be the best decision in your life in the name of Jesus. And we will pray that you are completely healed. We rebuke the devourer over you in the name of Jesus. And we'll pray, oh God, breaking every stronghold, casting down imaginations, thought patterns that do not align with the word of God, thought patterns that have come from genetics, thought patterns that have come from the foundation that has stayed with you for a long time. We declare this moment. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, all things have passed away and all things have become new. So by the reason of the anointing, and by the presence of the blood of Jesus, we'll break every wrong imaginations and patterns and we'll break down strongholds in the name of Jesus and we'll cause for liberation in the name of Jesus. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so we'll declare liberty this moment in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We we'll worship your holy name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Something just happened there. Something just happened there. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So we thank God for the shift. And so I should say that when it comes to the spiritual hunger, the first thing is rejection is what, it is what sits directly on the mountain of the family where people are experiencing rejection from a very young age. Let, let me say something, and I, and I really pray that the heights of your understanding is enlightened as you listen to me, that you do not take everything that happens in this world as a very physical thing. A lot of mental health issues that you see today stem from a very strong place of rejection. And while it is great and fantastic that you get therapy, please do not um, neglect the place of deliverance. And deliverance is not you going to mountains and forests and all sorts of things that you do. It's really taking the word of God and activating it into your life and making it really liberate you completely. And that's why this is called a liberation challenge. 
Now, yeah. rejection is very powerful. When people are rejected from a very young age, they begin to make decisions that do not align with the purpose of God over their life. They spend over 10 years building wrong relationships, dating wrong people, sleeping with married men and women, and you know, doing illegal businesses, fraudulent lifestyle, just to revenge whatever happened to them while they were young. You know, I once heard, I once heard um, a satanist talk about the fact that when people have been born, he was saying that um, sometimes the enemy actually sends forth demons that actually go and, you know, live with them in such a way that it causes forth rejection to happen even before they are born or the moment they are born. Now, have you, have you ever thought of the fact that there are certain things that happen in this world that continues to marvel us? Things like mm. ladies, you know, um, young girls getting raped mm. at a young age sexual molestation, yes. bullying, bullying in schools, um, you know, early pregnancies and all of all these things. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that these things happen? Do you think that it's just happening? It's just happening? No, the enemy is trying to trigger a chain of rejection in the lives of people and he uses any strategy that is going to work for a person yeah. if rape doesn't happen it will come through maybe watching your parents experience divorce and all of that yeah. every yeah. single time that you know the enemy is after the seed there is an enemy you need to always remember that as long as you're a believer that there is an enemy of your soul and yeah. you need to understand this so that you pay attention to winning the war from a place of victory because the bible says that the enemy goes up and down you know looking for who to devour he's mm -hmm. roaring like a lion he's trying yeah. to cause forth fear and temptation in your life it comes to steal to kill and to destroy whenever you see that a person's virginity was 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 stolen you know mm. a person's dignity was stolen a person's life was stolen a person's health was stolen and you see people struggle with sickness from a young age for many years you need to understand that these are torments of the enemy and you don't just sit down using drugs and medication and just living your life and just mm -hmm. say you know because that person raped me i'm going to destroy all the men that i meet mm. or because that girl dumped me i'm going to sleep with no 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 that's what the enemy wants you to do okay. that's his Again, that's his goal he wants you to to begin a and like a ripple effect of revenge that will destroy many people in the journey and then when you now become like 35 year old and you encounter god that's when you now realize oh my goodness well, all those things i did were actually very wrong you mm -hmm. know but by then you had already destroyed many people in your life so you need to have that mentality that anytime something bad happens to you, it is not God that is punishing you. It's the yeah. enemy that is trying to steal from you. Your yeah. own duty is to run back to God because regardless of what happens, it can always turn every bad situation into a good situation. It yeah. can restore the years. See, the Bible says that, that human beings can kill your body. The devil yeah. could destroy your body and all of that. It, it, yes, rape may happen. And I'm not saying that this is easy for you to accept. No, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the enemy could try to use all sorts of strategies. It could take your parents. It could do this. It could do that. He's just trying to destroy you. He's intimidated yeah. by the force that you have, the thing yeah. that you've come to do in this world. And mm -hmm. just because you are a force, it could actually permit things to happen to your parents just so that you do not become that force. You mm -hmm. need to remember that everything that is happening is happening because the enemy hates you. See, even when you go to school and your roommate is always attacking you and always criticizing you and always trying to threaten you, the enemy is using that person to do all those things to you. 
Yeah. Just so that you continue to live in rejection and have a mindset of rejection. I lived in rejection for 28 years of my life. Wow. I would constantly feel that people don't like me. And that's because people would just walk away from me. Opportunities mm-hmm. would just close off from me. You know, things that should mm-hmm. be for me would just not happen. Everything mm-hmm. was such a struggle. You know, struggle mm-hmm. to get into school, struggle to get this done. Everything, prayer, fasting, yes, yes. You, you know, you, mm-hmm. I would just be like, well, I, I said it, God doesn't like me. Oh, I said mm-hmm. it, God doesn't like me. That's what I would always say. But yet the father was wooing me and was trying mm-hmm. to get my attention. But I didn't see because every bad luck, every failure, every disappointment, every betrayal was to me a sign that god doesn't love me i mean i had a lot of friends who betrayed me i had my own best friend get married to my own ex in just a very short period of time i had so many things happen to me that would make me sit down and say oh i said it god doesn't love me but it was the enemy that was blocking me from accessing the love and that's why romance 8 says it says that neither height nor depth Mm. nor wit, nor death, yes. nor principalities, nor powers. Nothing in this world can be so strong enough to separate you from the love of the Father. He says you are more than conquerors. Don't you get it? When he says mm. that neither death, neither angels, neither principalities, neither powers, he's saying to you that those things can try to come against you, but mm. they can never separate you from the love of the Father. Mm. So you need to understand that if you're going through rejection right now, it is one of the reasons why you're constantly having bad relationships. And I talked about mm. this in my new book, Untold yes. Secret Directs Marriages. So you you need yeah. to understand that's one part and you see another way that the enemy actually causes all of these relationships to happen is that and i'm always careful to talk about these things in the mm-hmm. public you know except for people that have greater understanding yeah. but you know there are things that the enemy does you know you know sex is a covenant sex yeah. is a covenant between a husband and wife and the enemy understands this covenant this binding force so one of the things he tries to do is that the same thing that happened in those days of um uh, I think before Noah, where we had um, the, the angels come to um, come to the herd, look at the women, they look beautiful, sleep with them, yes, they give birth to children, mm-hmm. giants, mm-hmm. and all of all those. I, mm-hmm. I want you to know that even to this date, people are having sex in their dreams. Yeah, people yeah. are having relationships in their dreams. They are pregnant in their dreams. They have mm. children in their dreams. Mm. They just think is a normal thing they they you know let me let me shock you and you know sometimes sharing experiences make you know that these things are real it took god to reveal these things to me i you know i had a visitor one time she came to see my husband but somehow we got talking and this woman is 50 plus she's not she's not married she's 50 plus and you know while she was speaking to me about other things in her life i could sense that god wanted me to open up on marriage but i wasn't I wasn't ready to embarrass her. I didn't want her to feel somehow because mm. how would I ask her? Sorry, someone you, you know, she, this is a woman that is 50 plus. So yeah. I was very careful about this. But somehow she just managed to open it by herself and said, you know, someone was saying that they should sack me from where I work because this because they said I was single, I'm not married yet. So I just started conversation from there. Now, when we got talking and I said to reveal to her the spiritual angles, guess what she told me? You know, she, she had no choice than to open up because she saw that I understood what she was saying. She mm. told me that there was a time that she had a dream. And in that dream, that she was pregnant and she was about to deliver and that she gave birth to a baby and that baby was a fish and that she was about to give birth to the second child, which is also a fish, but the fish did not come out completely. So one was the half of the fish was still 
in her belly area. And because it was in her belly area, she woke up like that and she started to go through pain for years. Mm. She went through pain for years and she did surgery and surgery. Imagine, this is something that happened in a dream mm. that she started to treat for years. She gave birth to a fish in the dream. Please tell me, this <laughs> is the clear sign that this woman is married in the spirit world and she was giving birth and they affected her. Till day, she's not married. She told me so many dreams that she used to have. And I was just like, don't worry, I understand what it means. And I just know that God wants us to pray together. And I mm -hmm. prayed with her. Do you mm -hmm. see? So mm -hmm. when you see yourself, you're single. You Let me give you signs. When you discover that when you're about to go for your introduction, the guy just suddenly walks away from you. Or, yeah. you, you know, you guys are already preparing your marriage and all of that, and he just walks away. Or it is just time wasters that are always coming to you. It mm. is always married men and players that are coming to you. Or mm. nobody is even asking your hand in marriage at all. Like, nobody, you know. There, there are situations where a woman looks so beautiful in the physical, but in the spiritual realm, when people are seeing her, they see an old person. These mm. are spiritual realities that are happening today. And our generation that are so woke, they do not understand these things. They so they just come on social media and they're just saying, God went, God went. And then they use packages and packages to attract different kinds of people, mm -hmm. affecting more and just destroying their life. So mm -hmm. if you notice that you are having sex in the dream, you're seeing, you're, you're having, you're seeing yourself in the midst of men, you're having romantic relationships and all of all these things, please don't take it for granted. Don't mm -hmm. take it, don't just say, well, maybe I'm just, and you know, sometimes it will be that it is the people you have dated in the past that you will see their faces in your dream. Yeah. Some people will now begin to say things like, oh, I don't know why I still keep thinking about my, I still keep seeing my hex, my crush. Mm -hmm. No, the enemy is coming to you in their faces so that you will not be able to resist him when it comes. And then they will romance you and have sex with you. They are stealing from your virtues. They are stopping mm -hmm. you from experiencing marriage. So you start to experience delay, broken relationships and all of these things, right? So I, I'm saying this and the only reason why i'm sharing this is because of what god showed to me before we started yes. and i feel like god wanted to just liberate many yes. people so if you're yes. listening to this and you have these experiences i want you to really go to god and ask him to open your eyes i'm not i'm not telling you to go and meet one mountain or one prophet no go to god with your bible tell yes. him open the eyes of my heart show me why i'm still single give me a scriptural anchor that i can use to war with this and mm. get into a place of victory Mm -hmm. do you see you, yes. you should also get Tosin's book um on change if you can also get my book where i also talked about these things and how you can overcome it you can also get it but this is a self-deliverance for you it's a mm -hmm. yeah people can pray with you and all of that but you need to spend time with god so those are examples and you need to also understand that there are things called strongholds strongholds are thought patterns Thought patterns that you have believed over time. Now, when a thought pattern is progressive for a long time, what the enemy does is to strengthen that thought pattern by creating a stronghold there so that you will never be able to come out of that level of thinking pattern. And yes. even when nothing is wrong with you, just because you're having those mindsets, because thoughts are tangible, the mm -hmm. thoughts that you think actually emit into the world and create mm -hmm. the circumstances that you see Thought pattern leads to manifestation. So when you're constantly having the same kinds of thoughts, like men are bad, women are flexed, relationships don't work, these things don't, you're always having all these wrong thoughts. You will continue to attract a, a kind of people that you're not supposed to attract. And even when good people come to you, you will sabotage it by yourself. Because mm -hmm. in your mind, like, it's too good to be true. Oh, no, I don't think I deserve this. You just keep having, so you need to also go to God and begin to break 
strongholds, thought patterns of rejection and pain that is not meant for you. And I pray that God liberates mm. you, even as you're listening to this part of this um, podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Whoosh. Thank you, Jesus. Liberation has happened here. It has happened. It has happened. It has happened. And I am so excited for you that is listening to this podcast today. Because upon this mountain, there shall be deliverance. And indeed, the spirit of the Lord is here. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. This is it, guys. This is it. You're stepping. You have stepped into your liberation. And from here onward, you're moving forward. Never backward in the name of Jesus. So good. I don't even know how to proceed. I don't even know. I don't know how to proceed because I feel like we have nailed. You know, I feel like we have been able to get to the crux of what the Lord really wanted to do today. You know, I feel like we really, really nailed it. But one thing that you said is, and of course, most of the people listening here are, are definitely believers, and it's interesting to see that you know there are people who who love the Lord, who are serving God, who you know, who are called by the name of God, really, and, you know, who have a heart for the things of the spirit, yet you still see some sort of familial pattern running in their lives, you know, and you even cited, you know, the, the example of someone, I don't know how, how spiritually strong or not she was, the woman who came to your house, but I'd like to think that she was a believer, you know, baseline believer, you know, and people feel like, okay, I'm, I'm a Christian, you know, and once I'm a Christian, there is no need for me to think that anything, there can be any familial pattern or there can be any, you know, any, negative cycle running in my family but the truth is we see this if we're going to be honest we see this we see people who are believers and we see that there is there is a pattern that is clearly passed down from their grandfather to their or from their grandmother to their mother to their aunties and and is running in their lives and these are believers you know so how is it that a negative familial pattern can still run in the life of someone who has given their life to Christ. I mean, Jesus has paid the price already, right? So why is this? Why are people? Why do believers still experience negative um, patterns? Why do they still experience such familial patterns? Yeah, th- this was a major source of concern to me also uh, when God started to take me through um, deliverances in my life. You know, it was more of a personal walk with God. Now, one of the things I discovered, you know, and this is the reason why people are angry with the Bible, angry with God. People say things like, uh, but the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So why, can, why am I finding difficult to do this particular thing? Uh, I've been quoting the scripture. I, I have been made rich. I, I, all my needs are, you know, um, this scripture in Philippians, it says, and my Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches. I've been quoting it and quoting it and quoting it, but I'm still broke, broke, broke. What's happening? You know, people have issues with a lot of things in the Bible because they don't see the manifestations in their life. Mm-hmm. And it's mixed, it baffles them. So I, I need to say that there are two sides of um, manifestation or creation or deliverance, whatever we want to call it. It is the first is the creative part of it. And the other part is the formation part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when God created heaven and earth, you know, when you look at the story in the Bible, Genesis chapter one, you see how God created so many things. Even, you know, the Bible says that and he created them male and female 
and everything like that, right? But then in, in Genesis chapter two, we see how we started to form things from the earth. He started to he create, he formed Adam first. And then when it was necessary for Eve to come, he then, you know, picked out of the ribs of Adam and got Eve and all of that. And so mm -hmm. we now begin to wonder how come the Genesis 1 says he created them male and female. And then Genesis 2 is showing just Adam. And then mm -hmm. there's a need for Eve to come. What happened there? The first thing that happened was the spiritual creative part of these things coming into life because even we as human beings bible says that after we were formed he then breathed into us the bread of life the spirit his own spirit and made us a living soul so what i'm trying to bring here is the word of god would not have been necessary for us to study and meditate if the things that are in it are already manifesting in our lives yes there are many things that are in the scriptures that were yet to step into. And that's how I got to know that when the Bible says, walk your salvation with fear and trembling, the uh, violet, how, how did he put it? I'm trying to remember that scripture. The violet taken it by the force and all of that. There is, there is the part of activating the promises of God in your life. Yes. Because you are biologically related to um your parents and your yeah. forefathers and, and yeah. all of all these your grandfathers who have committed atrocities in the past that has created illegal access in your generation mm. now the fact that you were born into a christian home does not even mean that you are a christian so let's even shake that table yes. small yes just because you are born into a religious home does not mean that you are a christian because you need to be born again it's yes. different from just following rituals and rites and all of those things they yes. do they do family devotion they mm -hmm. do altar they do all those things mm -hmm. you go to church on sunday you're a commissar mm -hmm. it doesn't matter yes. if you have not experienced it as an encounter for yourself remember jacob knew god before he knew that mm -hmm. there was someone called god he received mm -hmm. blessing from his father, but it took him having an encounter in the book yes. of Genesis 32, you know, yeah. with the, the angel of the Lord for his life to be changed from Jacob to Israel. Mm -hmm. It took mm -hmm. an encounter for that to happen, right? So what I'm trying to explain to you with all this foundation is that when your family has a pattern in it, you are mm. already related by blood, mm. biological blood. Yes. For you to then come out of it, you need to make use of the covenant of the blood of Jesus, yes. a spiritual lineage to mm -hmm. break the legal access of the enemy that is operating in your home. Mm. So the first thing you want to do is to identify the pattern in your family mm. and say which pattern is here. I've spoken to a lot of people who tell me that in my, fam in my mother's side, nobody stays in their husband's house. Mm. All of them are either separated or got pregnant out of wedlock and all of that. You mm. need to know that this is a pattern, right? Yes. Or they don't go beyond 40 years old or mm. nobody, is, nobody is rich, nobody is well. These are patterns and every family has their own pattern, right? Whether mm. it's mental illness, whether it's physical illness, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you need to identify it. Now, as you come into Christ in a true foundation, like now I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. part of the first work that God would do with you is your identity. Mm -hmm. Remember, a lot of people go to church, 
their workers in church, they snap pictures in church and post it online and talk about deep things, but they may not know their identity. Mm -hmm. I remember saying from beginning that for 28 years, I struggled with my um, identity, with the mm -hmm. love of the father. I need you to know that in all those times, I was the vice president of the youth body three different times. I mm -hmm. had served as a prayer court in my fellowship. Mm -hmm. I had been the mama. I had done so many things, mm -hmm. but deep down, if an angel appears to me and say, do you know that Jesus loved you? I will mm -hmm. doubt it in my heart, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if I doubt that love in my heart, then my identity is not yet complete. Yes, yes. Do you see it now? Mm -hmm. So if you are saying that, oh, you struggle to hear the voice of the father, you doubt if he's the one speaking to you. I'm not sure he's the one. Maybe it's my mind. Maybe it's the, these are still signs of your a shaky identity itself. Mm. do you see so yeah. you need to you need to activate what the father has done for you jesus mm -hmm. has gone to the cross to the, you need to act, it's not just in the fact that it's inside the bible mm. you need to become familiar with the things that jesus has done for you in the bible you need to yes. now see let me tell you what happens the moment you really take your spiritual life serious and you come to god and say i am really ready for this encounter with you the first mm -hmm. thing it does is that it renews your identity, it makes it clear to you. Then it mm -hmm. starts to help you to deal with the baggage and the trauma by healing mm -hmm. you. It mm -hmm. starts to heal you because if you don't get healed, you will not be delivered of so mm -hmm. many things. When that thing starts to happen, see, one of the ways that you know that you're working with the Father is that it starts to point you to the things happening in your home and mm -hmm. in your family that is not in it's not part of your inheritance in the spiritual work of Christ. It starts to tell you that, can you see that in your family side, this is not working. These are mm -hmm. things that are not working. Do you want to stand in the gap to mm -hmm. break this thing so that it doesn't continue with your own lineage? If mm -hmm. you are not fighting wars to protect your generation and the next lineage, then I'm sorry, you haven't done mm -hmm. some things in your spiritual work. Like, like your, mm -hmm. your own children should not suffer the things that you suffered. Yeah. If you had 10 relationships before you got married or before you are not even in a relationship yet, you don't want your spouse, your mm -hmm. children to experience the same thing, right? So it's good that you identify it and then you take the word of God and you begin to activate it in your life. Mm -hmm. you know, like someone was saying, Anna was not was barren for a long time. She had been going to church all those while. She had been going to Shiloh. She had been going to the temple. But this time around, she stayed with God. She had an encounter with him. She gave him an offer. Okay, mm -hmm. I will give this boy back to you. Something happened that transformed her life. And she yeah. gave birth to a judge, a leader, a prophet. Mm. That was an encounter for her. So please look at Abraham. Even though he had gotten the promise that he's going to be the father of nations, at some point when it was time for him to activate that blessing, God had to change his name from Abraham to Abraham mm. because there was a limitation with that name. Mm. These are the things that God starts to do for you mm. when you start to activate your work with him. He mm. starts to change your name. He changes your identity. He breaks limitation. He takes away the things that have held you back, mm. that have stopped you from experiencing the light that Jesus has given to you. There's a light that comes in you that takes away the darkness that yeah. has been in your lineage. And you see, you need to also understand that there is a legal access that is activating that pattern in your family. Mm. Illegal access could be things like your parents, your father committed adultery. Remember, mm. when David sinned against God, even though he asked for mercy, he didn't stop certain consequences from happening. And the Bible still says that God tendered mercy towards him, 
even with those little things that still happened. So imagine that it was an unbeliever that had no, no, no access to mercy. A lot of things would have still happened to him, right? He probably would have died because he killed another man. So you need to understand that if there's a pattern in your generation, identify it and then say, Father, what is the legal access that is permitting these things from still operating? Why is this still affecting me? God can start to tell you that, oh, there's pride in you. And I need you to deal with that pride. If you deal with that pride, you will not be susceptible to, to, to the plans of the enemies anymore. The, the Lord could tell you that um, you are holding on to certain things that happened while you were young. Bitterness, mm-hmm. unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. It could be that, oh, you are not, you're not living a consecrated life. You're, you're mm-hmm. living a worldly life. Like mm-hmm. you're not even different from a Christian. You know, the, it could begin to ask for deeper levels of consecration. Mm-hmm. There could just be anything. It could tell you that, okay, I need you to, to, to uh, offer a seed to me. It could tell you anything so that you can block that legal access. And you need to stand and decide not to do certain things that your friends and other people are doing because mm-hmm. you want to stop that thing. You want to be the repairer of the bridge in your own mm-hmm. family. Do you see? So don't, yeah. don't just say, oh, why are these things happening? No, remember, you are a believer, right? The yeah. enemy is against you. It, is, it doesn't want you to actually receive what God has given to you. So it's going to come with a fight. Yes. God has to take you into the promised land. In the process of taking you to the promised land, Egyptians are there. Mm. The sea is there. You need mm. to work it out. That is what they call deliverance. I think that the, the story of Moses and the Israelites is a typical understanding of how deliverance occur. And the story of Nehemiah shows us how the rebuilding and the restoration happens. Mm. So it is an active work. If you have noticed these things in your life, it's a sign that God has given you awareness. That's the first yes. level of deliverance. You then mm. begin to activate the word of God by now saying, Father, what do I need to do? Whether you need to sow seed, you need to make a covenant, whether you need to stop certain lifestyle, you need to pray certain prayers, you need to worship the Father, whatever it is he needs you to do, do it, and then your victory would happen. You don't need to go to the mountain. You don't need to yes. go and meet afar. You don't need to go yes. and wash yourself in the river. Don't do all those things. You are only entering into greater levels of covenant yes. with the enemy. Yes. Do you understand? So mm-hmm. yes, these things might still happen in the lives of believers because they are yet to break the legal access. And then sometimes there's an altar that is powering these things from your lineage. You need the blood of Jesus, which is a mm-hmm. greater covenant to break that altar of the enemy in your own generation. Do you understand? So yes. while all of these things are happening, you work out your salvation, you then begin to walk in victory where these things are no longer a part of your, there will be a time where you experience rest, mm. complete rest because you have fought certain battles and then you just continue to maintain your guard where mm. you are guarding your heart, guarding your own in prayer mm. because this is, I don't know how to explain it. Some, mm. Sometimes these things are in our life because God wants to use them to mature us. If you, if you never fight any battles, you're not going to know what it feels like to face Jayan Goliath oh, yeah. later yeah. on. Do you Absolutely. see? So some of these things are the process that now mature you to be mm-hmm. able to, mm-hmm. you know, help other people who are going through the same thing. Absolutely. So I, I, I hope that I was able to explain that very well. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, I feel like we can definitely call it a day here, even though I don't want us to go. But if we stay here, we'll be here two hours, three hours, four hours. 
and that's why you guys <laughs> that's why you guys have to register for liberation boot camp because you can see that we've not even begun to scratch the surface and we're like nearly an hour or more in already right so you want to be in the boot camp where we can really sit with this thing unpack it unravel it soak it up and insist on our liberation like we are insisting no more we, it's okay enough is enough you know the lord has been saying to us that you have encircled that mountain long enough mm -mm. it is it is onward movement from now on you know so this is why you just need to sign up like it's it's going to be amazing and wow it just keeps getting hotter and hotter in here such revelation and such lies that god has graciously given to us through naked today it has been so good i am going to listen to it again and again because there's a lot here to unpack and i i really hope that you have been taking notes i really hope that you have your journal and that you are allowing the lord begin to open your eyes and reveal you know the truth that you need to step into your liberation i hope that the dark places of your of your heart and your life are, are receiving illumination this moment you know, what, what are the things that are resonating with you? There's got to be one thing, two things, three things, four things, things you've got to be having light bulb moments. You know, you need to be hearing the voice of God saying, this is it, this is it, daughter, this is it, son. So what are those things that are resonating with you? Are you listening with your inner ears? Are you listening with your heart? What areas of your life are receiving light and clarity now? You need to start noting them down. Don't just listen to this passively. You need to take action. You need to actively listen. You need to write these things out. And you need to carry this whole thing as a weapon and use it to enforce and insist on your liberation. Because this thing is not going to drop on your laps like a bag of cherries. Let me not even deceive you. You're going to wage war with it. You know, you're going to insist on it. You have to want it bad enough to stand your ground. Because even the Bible says, having done all, to stand, stand, right? Even after you've done everything you know to do, you're gonna stand, you're going to insist. And that's why we're here. So I want you to, you know, also share with us in the learning group this evening, what are the things that have resonated with you? Share your thoughts with us, share your experiences with us if you can. And let's just have, you know, a rich, a rich um, time of conversation and fellowship. And I just, I'm just so grateful, so grateful for this opportunity that, that we have had to have this conversation with Nikkei. And I look for she's going to be one of our guest instructors at the boot camp. So you can imagine how much fire is coming. So once, once, um, once the registration does open, you should definitely just get in there and sign up for the boot camp. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And thank you so much, Nikke, for joining us tonight. We have been so blessed, thoroughly furnished, um, so very well equipped for battle. You know, we have been so furnished, yes, and so equipped. And we really thank God for the gift that you are to our generation, to our world. And um, I, I look forward to sharing the harvest of testimonies of liberation that are coming even from this session today. Thank you, sis. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so, so good to be here. Thank God. All right, everyone. See you at the...
learning group later today. Have a lovely day ahead. Bye-bye for now.